Welcome to Fried, the Burnout Podcast, Season 5. The goal of each Fried episode, whether you're an entrepreneur, parent, employee, or otherwise defined, is to create moments of spontaneous healing by ensuring that you feel seen, heard, connected to others, and validated. By doing this, Fried fulfills its mission to kill the shame, blame, and judgment associated with burning out, and Fried adds to its original goal of creating a movement to hashtag end burnout culture. Should you need a coach, Fried coaches are standing by to help guide you through recovery. Book a call anytime by visiting the links in the show notes. Should you need a speaker, you can hire me, Kate, and you can rest assured that your people will have fun and learn about burnout at the same time. In the meantime, I'm ready to give you this week's episode, which will help you heal just a little bit more, starting now. This episode of Fried is sponsored by our partners at Qly.ai. Do you wish that there was like a bot that told you what healthy habits you needed the same way ads pop into your Facebook feed before you even know that you want to buy something? Qly does just that. Using a combo of your input plus some magical AI tech, Qly tracks your energy, your calendar, your habits, and uses those to send you calendar, Slack, Microsoft Teams, or Google Chrome reminders about drinking water, taking walks, stretching at your desk, and much, much more. Qly can be used by individuals or by teams to watch for burnout red flags, look for energy patterns, and build healthy habits. Fried listeners can get Qly's Pro Plan, and I've seen the back end, it's worth it, for the price of one fancy coffee a month, a worthy investment in your long-term health. Just head to qly.ai forward slash fried to get this awesome offer. Hey, fried fam. So a new word came out of my mouth while on a client call recently, and I wanted to bring it up for all of you to use. This client and I were talking about some role shift happening at work due to a combination of a change of locations and a change of management. She mentioned that if her boss had walked in during her workday, had come into her office, she wasn't sure if the way that she was doing things would be up to the new boss's snuff. She wasn't sure she'd be meeting expectations. Now, if you've been listening to Fried for a while, you know that there is a huge proportion of people who burn out that are overachievers and perfectionists. She is, like most of us, no different. The chances that her work wouldn't be up to snuff were minimal at best, but yet there was this internal issue. The issue was footed and founded in this idea. She wasn't yet sure what the boss's style of doing things was. She wasn't sure what the boss's expectations were. So she had created for herself, much like many of us do in various situations in our lives, she had created for herself a massive list of what I've decided to call guestpectations, right? Guest expectations. And she was trying to meet all of these guestpectations at all times in order to, you know, cover whatever was happening just in case. If she could meet all of the different guestpectations she had created, then she would definitely meet whatever one the boss could come up with. It made her work super scattered and everything only ended up getting sort of semi-done because the guidance wasn't clear and the expectations weren't clear. So guestpectations is your word of the week, my fried family. If you are feeling unclear about someone's expectations and you are guessing at them, 
and you never quite get feedback on whether or not you're hitting the target, you are always going to feel on edge and you're always going to push for doing things a little bit harder, a little bit more, a little bit more intense to a better degree, to a higher degree. It'll never stop because you don't know when you've met the expectation. You have no rules to go by, nothing to judge your progress by. This is true at work, at home, in friendships, and in your larger community. Knowing someone's expectations doesn't always mean that you'll meet them. It doesn't even mean that you'll agree with them. You might not meet them because you don't think they're reasonable, but that's a choice you can make when you know what they are. Understanding each other and knowing where everyone stands and what people's expectations are is one of the things that creates a sense of psychological safety in various communities. Not meeting other people's expectations, but knowing other people's expectations helps to create feelings of safety because at least you can semi-predict if the person is not somehow mentally ill. You can semi-predict what a reaction will be, right? So if you can predict a reaction and that increases your feelings of safety, you know that that helps you recover from burnout because we've talked about this so many times and I will say it a million more times if I have to. Burnout recovery happens when we increase our feelings of safety internally and externally. This is what we are trying to do in all of our communication, in all of our design, in all of our work, in all of our everything. We are trying to create as much safety as we can so that our nervous system can relax. If you're doing some sort of somatic practice, but you don't feel safe in your environment, you're not going to be able to really sink into it, right? So creating safety around you while you're going through your burnout recovery journey is critical. And research supports that having clarity helps with burnout recovery. So a lack of role clarity is a massive burnout factor in your workplace and your job characteristics. In research, it's called role ambiguity, and it refers to, and I quote directly from the research, a lack of adequate information to do the job well, right? The job, in this case, we're talking about a workplace, but a job could mean laundry. It could mean anything. This has been shown time and time again to be correlated with burnout. A lack of adequate information to do the job well is correlated with burnout. Quick reminder, correlation is not causation. So we are not saying that role ambiguity will cause your burnout, but you are more likely to experience burnout while also experiencing role ambiguity, a lack of clarity in your job role. Now I'm guessing see what I did there, that you can now guess, I did it again, what the solution to this problem is. The base solution to this problem is communication. If you're listening to this episode and saying, holy shit, I didn't realize I was carrying around so many expectations, it is high time you find the courage to have a clear conversation with whoever can help you clarify what the true expectations are. And you know that for your burnout recovery, I love asking you to gather data points. If you're new to FRIED, I often ask listeners to not get too emotionally attached to outcomes of trying to shift things in their world, 
but to simply chalk up whatever information they get as a data point and allow the accumulation of the data points to guide your further decisions and choices. So in this scenario, that would mean if you attempt to have a clear conversation with someone and you still get nowhere, that's a data point. It means you have trouble communicating with this person. If you try a different way to have the conversation and you still get nowhere, that's another data point. If you ask for help creating a conversation that is clear, for instance, in the Facebook group, and you still can't seem to get your point across to the other person, we now have three data points that says communication isn't going to solve this problem, which likely means that this there is no solution to this problem because either that person doesn't know what their expectations are or they're afraid to speak their expectations out loud, right? This will inherently long-term cause problems. So either if this is a friendship or a relationship situation, you might be looking to counseling in order to figure out how to talk to each other in a safer way. If this is a workplace, it might be time to create your exit strategy, right? So. If you are wondering how to have a clear conversation, you start by simply stating your problem and asking the question. It might sound something like this. Hey, I've recently realized that I'm not exactly clear on what the expectations of my role are. And within this, you can be as specific as possible. Let them know exactly what you're talking about, expectations about exactly what aspect, right? They need to, they need to know specifics so that they can give you a specific answer. And I'd love to have a sit down and run through them with you so that I can do my job more effectively. That's it. I realized I'm not feeling really clear. I don't know what the expectations are about this particular thing. And if we could clear it up, it would make it much easier for me to do my job. That's the whole conversation. If you're in a remote work situation and you need to do this through email, the wording is mostly the same. You don't really have to change anything here. If what's happening, is happening at home, then you have to kind of, you know, hold a family meeting. And something that Brene Brown teaches works well in the home slash friend slash community scenario, because there's more room for emotional truth and vulnerability here. Brene always says that sharing with someone what your thinking is behind a situation gives them a better idea of how you're looking at it and what's happening in your world so that they can respond appropriately. She recommends starting your part of this conversation with the story that I'm telling myself is dot, dot, dot. So the story that I'm telling myself about the laundry is that you completely ignore it and you just wait for me to notice. You see it falling over and you have taken that off your plate completely and you have this expectation that I'm always going to do it. So I rush to do it and I don't always want to do it or whatever, feel like doing it. This just starts a story and says, this is a story that I'm telling myself. This is not saying, this is who you are. This is how you act. This is what you do. This is not blaming anybody. This is not, this is simply saying, hey, I'm telling myself this story about this unspoken agreement that we created, didn't create during the course of our relationship. And I'm not sure that it's sitting where I want it to. The story I'm telling myself is that I'm responsible for X, Y, and Z, but do you have those expectations of me? Does that feel true to you? And that can start a really open and honest conversation about a million different things in your world. 
right? You can follow up that question with something like, could you tell me how you view this scenario so that we can sort of get on the same page? Maybe we can revisit how we do things. This is just an open, honest, simple conversation without any blame, without any self-degradation, just the simple facts, right? This is this makes talking about things much easier and much more comfortable. If you need help creating this conversation and you're not really sure where to start, use the Fried Facebook group community, please. You can type in Fried, the Burnout Podcast discussion group, and it will come up. There's over 1,100 members at this point, and there are people in there that are willing to share their knowledge and expertise and help you figure out a way of saying things that feels good and safe to you while still being clear, kind, and concise, which are my rules for communication. You can come in, you can give us the synopsis, and we'll help you out in any way that we can. The research that was in today's episode that I quoted is from Christina Maslach. It is called Job Burnout, and it's from the Annual Reviews of Psychology from 2001. That will be noted in the show notes. All right, Fried Fam, be gentle with yourselves, please. Until next time. Thank you.